Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for Alaist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. Alaist Studios. Hey everyone, welcome Hello. to Friendsgiving. Thanks Is it giving us. friends or no? <laughs> come, on, come on guys, hey. the acting, the acting, the acting. Get drunk everyone. Okay, I know. <laughs> By the way, we're recording, so just FYI. Oh, cool. Anything you don't want recorded, don't this say it. <laughs> Thank you. Are these for eating or for show? Oh, they're for eating. Wait, dude, is there one on. tablecloth? Does anyone take on the challenge of opening a red without a wine opener? I'm hungry. Are y'all hungry? Starving. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's hungry. It is five after a work day, but we're here to enjoy Friendsgiving or what it is. So cheers to that. Cheers. cheers. Glass of water. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for putting this together. Yeah. I skipped breakfast this morning for this. Okay. I didn't okay. have time to eat lunch. Yeah. Oh my God. You didn't eat lunch? Yeah. Oh I had some Cheez-Its. It's <laughs> my favorite. Said, Actually, hot Cheetos. <laughs> Hey y'all, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos, your host. It's almost Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? Now, I know the holidays hit everyone differently. Maybe you love them and maybe you don't. You might be missing family or not at all. However you feel, I think one thing is universal. It's nice to connect with your communities. And now we have an excuse to do it. I know I try to do a half thing where I go see my parents because my dad knows how to cook a mean ham. And then I go see my girlies from the group chat, whether it's at their houses or we meet up at a bar or we just spend time together. And I think that's an important thing to remember. This time of year doesn't have to look a certain way. So because this podcast is about LA and those living and working in it, we had to do a holiday special in a way we know how. Insert Friendsgiving. Is it giving friends? <laughs> this idea of gathering to eat during the holiday season with your chosen family in the way that you want to. And in this city that often feels fragmented and so far apart, we want to highlight this social gathering in true Angelino form. I think we can all get behind the idea of an intentional dinner party with friends during this cozy time of year. So today, we're having an LAist dinner party to talk to some of our colleagues who are big Friendsgiving enthusiasts. We're talking about the significance of the holiday to our own lives, how to best celebrate it, even if it's pure chaos, and some real-life tips and words of wisdom from these experts to make your Friendsgiving pop. You did it? But how'd you get it open? Oh, I found a bottle opener. Oh, okay. But this was holding those keys. Hey, Shout out to our executive producer, Megan Larson, who somehow um, she uncorked a wine bottle with her thumb. 
Tell me a Friendsgiving experience you've had and what was cool about it or special, or maybe not special and disastrous. This is Jason Wells, managing editor of Daily News. I've been doing Friendsgiving since basically I moved to L.A. 20 plus years ago. And I kind of just sort of told my parents, you can have Christmas, but Thanksgiving is Friends. It's been the gamut. It's been small gatherings. Sometimes it's been really large gatherings, like Super Bowl party large gatherings. 25, 30 people crowded in the backyard and like doing roasted pig in the ground and like all that kind of stuff. So it can go from really expensive, high energy, high input, or it can be just, you know, something intimate like this. Chosen family is a lot for someone who has a stressful family and a stressful job, so I uh, choose to try and leave the st- cut the stress out as much as possible when I can. It's it's sort of like you know you can't even you can't choose your neighbors you can't choose you know whatever. So when you do get a chance to make that decision and choose the boundaries you want to like experience something in, then there's not the stress or pressure. Hi, I'm Gob Chevron, associate food editor. My Friendsgivings usually consist of people who live in my neighborhood of Long Beach. A lot of us got together sort of post, early post-pandemic, and it was just a good time to get together with friends and hang out and just kind of like, and have a good time, see each other, catch up. It was, it was a good time. I hope to do some of that today. I will say the only pressure when it comes to Friendsgiving are inevitably there are the people who like to organize and start a Google Doc or an Excel sheet and they are making sure there are no two, you know, mashed potatoes or two whatever. Those people do the Lord's work. I'm just like, you tell me what you want and I will bring it. But some people are really like, I am doing the protein. I This is my year. I had to do mashed potatoes last year. This year, it's protein. So there's always, you know, that. Gab Sabran is one of our dinner guests and also our food editor and overall culinary expert. So I wanted to pick his brain a bit more about the best ways to pull this party off. My first tip is usually to pick a date that works for you, okay? It doesn't need to be the week of Thanksgiving. It doesn't even need to be in November, you know? Mm. So uh, we're all really busy. And so when you try to squeeze in family and friends, it can be a lot. So find a date, maybe early December or last week of November that works for you. And what about like the meal itself so pre-order as much as you can you know so you're not ashamed of that no not at all again low stakes the more that you're at ease the better time everybody will have pre-order groceries because supermarkets can be a whole scene right now sort of sensory overload pre-order you know pre-made dishes even the turkey who says you have to cook all the stuff it's about getting together and having a good time the other thing i would recommend is using Google Sheets. You can list everything out that you want to make. You can create a separate tab for your friends to sign up for dishes so you don't end up with 15 mashed potatoes. But even if you do, that's okay. You Mm -hmm. know, people love mashed potatoes. Dietary restrictions, you know, leave a space for it on there. Just use it as a template. And it's a good thing to return back to year after year to kind of base future celebrations on. Do you feel like it's type A a little bit? It is, but from a hosting perspective, it will at least keep you a little bit organized. You don't have to abide by it by 100%, but I think it'll lessen the load a little bit so you're not scrambling at the last minute. It is from a phone. Yeah. 
Uh, hi, I'm Nereida Moreno. I'm the new digital equity reporter at LAS. I just moved to LA from Chicago, so I spent the last seven or eight years there. But before that, I'd had a few Thanksgiving with my friends from college. The Friendsgiving for me was more of a traditional sort of dinner, I guess, because with my parents, with my family, it's more like Mexican. Everything, tamales, a lot of like pozole, like all of that stuff, which is great, but. I wonder why like a lot of Latino families bring, like they bring their like Latino food to, to Thanksgiving. That's just a thing, like, you know? Yeah, but I love it. Yeah. Like, it's always yeah. at Christmas time, like, yes. Yeah. What are you excited most about this year? to do. Hi, I'm Caitlin. I'm the LA Explained reporter here. I think honestly just being around friends. I don't care. Like we could honestly just eat McDonald's and watch movies. But it's when you're around people that it's just a great time. And you know, especially as you get older, it's really hard to find time to get everyone together. So being able to do that is just such a gift. Everybody's really hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Board. Okay, fine. We can start eating and then we can finish. Everyone can say what they want. Look at that top. It's so that looks so cheesy. good. Mac and cheese. It's griddly, caramelized mac and cheese. Mm. My name is Chanel Berlin Johnson. I am the audience engagement director here. Um, my aunt, like years ago, so probably even before me, but she was kind of tired of doing mashed potatoes and everybody likes mac and cheese, so she just came up with her own baked mac and cheese thing here. And I've never made it myself, but she came over yesterday and like helped me make it. <laughs> so it was supervised by someone who does know what they're doing. So you could have just said you made it yourself. <laughs> just take it all the credit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. mm-hmm. It's giving. <laughs> really stab it. Really stab this <laughs> magic. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is gonna fly out if I do this wrong. Yeah. I don't know if I've been to a traditional like Friendsgiving or Thanksgiving. What do people do for the ambiance? Do you bring the candles or do you bring the playlist? Which I think that's the most important part of the party. Definitely. That's a good place to start, I think, because it'll help you kind of set the mood. I like to do mostly some instrumental music for background, maybe a little bit of jazz or electronic music, something that people can kind of talk over, or maybe throw on like a holiday special TV show. A lot of... um, Shows like New Girl and Friends, they all do Thanksgiving episodes, so that's a great way to kind of set the mood. Setting the table the night before uh, Mm. is great. In some cases, and I think you might think this is a little type A, but bear with me here, (laughs) is you can assign seats, okay? And so... Right. I know you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? But I recently went to a dinner party. They mixed up the couples uh, oh, for assigned uh, seats. So you're not just sitting next to your SO. You're actually sitting next to somebody who you might not know as well. And so the conversation tends to be a little more organic, you know? You're sort of social engineering in that respect. But I find that it makes sort of more of a memorable experience and talking to people that you might not had intended to originally in that sense. For tablescapes and and what have you, candles are great, flowers, maybe pre-order some bouquets ahead of time. A place like Trader Joe's. I was going to say Trader Joe's. Yeah, they have great flowers and they're usually inexpensive. Make a beautiful little tablescape for your friends. Or support your local vendors, Las Señoras, that are selling you know, flowers near the freeway or at the corner. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of great resources out there. So. 
um, salsa is for um for your thingy. Oh my god. Just a little dipping sauce on the side. It's just Dijon and mayo with a little bit of paprika. No, it's not that spicy. I think it's sweet paprika. What's on your plate? I have right now mashed potatoes and mac and cheese, which I think will be great, but they need to be warmed up first. Dense. Oh, no. What? <laughs> it's just because okay. of the uranium. They won't melt. They won't melt. <laughs> it's the recommendation. They won't melt. More on how to throw your best Friendsgiving in a minute. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for LAS comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. Let's talk about the main event, which is hosting a dinner party. It's kind of like scary for some people, especially for some of us who don't normally cook, like me, as you know. Talk to us about how to take some load off from the host and spread the love. So one of my favorite tips on in this section is actually one that I stole from uh, producer Megan Mattel's Shabbat episode where mm-hmm. the folks who were hosting talked about assigning jobs to guests. Sometimes entering in a social situation can be a little overwhelming. And if you give somebody a job like mixing drinks or folding napkins even or helping in the kitchen... I think that helps the hosts. It puts the guests at ease also, too, because they feel like they're contributing to something. Yeah, maybe someone's an introvert and they don't have they don't know how to interact, but then they have that one thing they're in charge of. And so they're like maybe more at ease. Yeah, exactly. And then it gives them an opportunity to interact. They say, can I make you a drink? You know, oh, you like this drink. And maybe they have a cute little antidote about that or something along those lines. All right. So it's a day of Friendsgiving. The guests are arriving in a few hours. What are some of the things that hosts should think of, you know, before the guests arrive? Maybe start to put out some of the appetizers, your chips and dips, your crudite platters. Ooh, fancy. Uh, (laughs) I mean, all it is is cut up vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't know the term, okay? But it's great. Maybe start chilling your your beverages, you know. Uh, Get the ice, right? Get the ice, yeah. Ice is always needed. This is a little bonus. If somebody asks if they can bring something last minute, ice is always recommended. If you're serving wine, maybe open the bottles a little bit ahead of time 
because you want to let that wine breathe so it kind of reaches its maximum flavor potential. Tidy up the kitchen space a little bit because if people are bringing dishes, they're probably going to need some room to place stuff, empty the dishwasher, empty the trash, maybe take the dog for a walk, you know, so they don't have their zoomies so much when the guests <laughs> arrive. So, and it helps maybe help you clear your mind too before hosting duties. Everything. We have a tamal. Mm, what is this, asparagus? No, um, Brussels sprouts. I don't know. I'm, yes, yeah. Uh, pigs in a blanket, a little bit of chicken, mac and cheese, and mashed potatoes. I love these foods because I don't get to eat them at home. Wait, are we are we all like diving in? Why don't you get to eat them at home? I don't make this. I don't cook, Jason. No, I eat chicken and rice and veggies. But it's like a real. So now it's the hour, the power hour, whatever you want to call it. And game people, time. Game time. I love that. Now it's game time and people are arriving. Tell us how to be the best host you can be. So introduce your guests as they arrive. Make sure everybody knows one another. Maybe have a game or two out, you know, to kind of serve in a, as an icebreaker. I think that's a great way for folks to kind of bond and get to know one another and engage. Maybe have something uh, for the kids if, if uh, some of the folks are coming over, just some arts and crafts activities or even some uh, spots in the backyard for them to run around. Um, just, you know, help the help everybody engage and feel comfortable. I think that's really the bottom line. Yeah. Do you feel like this is a typical, like, Friendsgiving, like, spread? I feel like all Friendsgivings are kind of, like, not Friendsgiving. Yeah. Right? No, it's supposed to look a little bit more haphazard. Yeah. A little accidental. Yeah. There's not enough room on my plate for everything. I really enjoy being able to get together with my friends around the holidays because especially like now living in LA, we're all so spread out. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. You get older, everyone has different lives and you know, people are moving in different directions. So it just feels like a time to sort of reset. And um, it's really cheesy, but just, just being around people, I just get so excited and happy and like there's no drama and there's no like, you know, it's just all really good feelings and everyone's excited to share a meal. So it, it feels really nice and I, I look forward to it um, this year, especially yeah, after COVID. Having gone through a pandemic that literally crushed everything, I am more grateful now when I have these dinner parties and it's like, okay, we had our little quarantine, but it's good to like now open it, be able to open it up to like the larger friend group, you know, and just, see people whose kids have like literally grown two feet and like stuff like that. It's like there's been a lot of change. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but it's like when they have those big friend grab gatherings, that's when I can feel and see the change. And that makes me grateful. Okay, now give me a tip of when the night is slowing down, when you want to kick out Los Amigos <laughs> because it's getting late. What's the way you do it? 
I probably will start clearing the table and uh, asking if anybody needs anything else. Okay, you know? yes, proper uh, hosts. Yeah, you know, and just this is another opportunity to maybe assign some jobs, you know. Hey, can you help me load the dishwasher or can you help me mm. take out the trash or something? Just little cues, you know, that it's maybe time, you know, uh, to start wrapping things up. So, But Gob, I know you like to rage. So, I mean, the cleanup time <laughs> is maybe like midnight, 1 a.m. for you. You wish. You wish. <laughs> I would probably say, you know, 7.30 or something. Wow, <laughs> that's an early dinner party. Okay. I'll have to do an after party at my place. <laughs> I brought my grandma's famous and closely held cheesecake recipe and it was given to her by her grandma and we keep it in the family so don't ask for it but you can taste it <laughs> Jason would you serve yourself like the tiniest slice ever Chanel would you like a slice so this is a two-layer cheesecake. It's very rich, probably 15,000 calories per slice. A lot of sugar, sour cream. There's a secret ingredient that I will be curious to see if anyone here can guess what it is. This is so good. You should sell pie. You should sell this pie. Say someone's like cus like custard. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my grandma calls it a cheese pie, but I refuse to call it that. Pie. Pie. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. a cheese pie sounds much more savory. I'm grateful that I was able to travel to Mexico this year and get that lifelong trip that I wanted to do on my bucket list, and hopefully, I get to do another trip to my homeland. I'm grateful to be back in California and to be here. This is really nice. Not to be cheesy, but I'm grateful for this job. <laughs> I'm grateful to be in another stage of my career in nonprofit journalism and the great experimentation that will come to follow. That's fun. Grateful for the opportunity to tell great stories with a great group of people. Oh. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> 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 That's the podcast. <laughs> Alrighty, y'all. That's all we've got for you today. Happy Friendsgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. However you decide to celebrate, I hope this episode gave you some tips and some motivation to gather with loved ones this year over way too much food. This episode of How to LA was produced by Megan Botel. Check out Gob's story to get more detailed tips on all things Friendsgiving. We'll put a link in our show notes. Alrighty, y'all. Have a good weekend and stay safe out there on the freeways in Los Angeles. Hasta luego, Los Angeles. Hasta luego, LA. Hasta luego, folks. See you next week. Happy whatever. I don't know, girl. <laughs> Happy whatever. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com slash sweeps.